Arthur Mendoza, protege of Stella Adler, teaches Stella's technique exactly as she learned it from Stanislavski himself, the inventor of the modern technique of acting. Arthur helped Stella Adler open her Conservatory West Acting School, and after teaching under Stella for over 10 years, he started his own school, Actor Circle Theater, where he has been teaching for over 20 years now. Arthur has taught and worked with such talents as Mark Ruffalo, Benicio Del Toro, Selma Hayek, and Jason Momoa, just to name a few, and has done script analysis with Michael Mann since Dances with Wolves. Just so amazing because you think about technology today, and I'm, I'm thinking if you were to put a phone back when chicks, like, like people actually look in the mirror, one of the best exercises, exercises I ever did was mirror work, to actually look in the mirror and really get who's in the mirror. Okay, but, no, let me give you, let me yeah. give you an example. Yeah. That, that Stella I'm just saying said, people won't be distracted right. by this. Well, that Stella would have said that it's hard. You should never look in the mirror. Yeah. Because you're not, you're, you're never going to, I'm sitting here right. and I can see my, I'm just going, what the hell am I doing? It, we're never going to like it. Right. He doesn't like what he looks like. I can't stand my voice. And everybody says you have a great voice. I could hear you in the, but I don't, I, I don't hear what it sounds like. I hear what it sounds like. Like I was, where was I? And I said, am I talking loud? Because I don't know when I'm talking loud. Right. I'll be in a public place and I'll put it with you. And I said, am I talking loud? Because people are looking at up. Am I talking loud? I was in, you know, I must be talking loud. And I, one of my students makes fun of me because he thinks I'm, I'm, um, I put on an English accent and I don't. What I do is I speak mid-Atlantic and Ryan, his girlfriend's coming with me to coach. And one of the things she has to do to play a character at Disneyland is a they want to, they, they don't they call it an accent. It isn't an accent. It's using all the sounds. Yeah. And when I do that, the, the, the students laugh at me. Why do you sound like, and I then, when I call him, he'll say, hello, Arthur. And it's like, well, I don't sound like that. Right. But that's what he thinks I sound like. And he's exaggerating. And now, you know, this young lady's got to learn how to speak right. Yeah. She's from San Diego. Yeah. They want, uh, they want this character from Disney to be timeless. The yeah. Disney, the thing that the thing that Disney has, and why those characters last is because they're timeless. Right. Jokey, sneezy, all of those characters will live on forever. Right. Because we all feel those things. Right. Cinderella, we'd love to be Cinderella. Everybody's waiting for that glass slipper. What's your glass slipper? A Porsche. Yeah. You know, a house. You all are waiting for that magic. <laughs> you want that magic. You want that. And, and you know, no, no, as you look at Shakespeare, though, right. you look at you look at how a word can have so much life behind yep. it. And then somebody's son or daughter or an adult gets a script and they're memorizing four lines on their way to something to try to get the part. Yep. And, and they're looking at it as, four, oh, this is just four lines. But I've seen some incredible actors that work all the time that in some films have a couple lines that steal the whole scene because they embody those lines. Well, you watch, and then you, they become... You, when you watch films yeah. and you see actors that later become very... I mean, if you watch... Like Steve Buscemi is one that would have a couple lines. Right. But then, I mean, he was... But Anthony, Anthony Hopkins in The Lion in Winter playing Richard. Oh, my God, that's Anthony Hopkins. And later he becomes amazing. And the other one becomes amazing. Yeah. There are these actors who start, but you can see the work. You can see the work they stick out, not from showing up, but from being deliberate and from being committed. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's all about commitment. 
you've got to be commitment, committed to the process. That's why Stella worked for me because I wasn't molested as a child. No one beat me. I didn't have any pain. I didn't see my best friend run over. I sit there trying to come up with stuff and I felt emotionally constipated. I said, what am I going to use? You know, I could kill people like that, but it didn't work. And then, no, no, don't use that. And she taught me about the imagination. And I flew. What's, what's your thought about, um, you know, and I see people in life, like they'll read a book. I know like you have a lot of, lot of wisdom and there's a lot of people out there. They, they do a part on a show and they talk about that part forever. Uh-huh. It's almost like they get attached to what they did yesterday. Right. And we were talking a little bit about, it doesn't really matter what you did yesterday, but I think from more from like a commitment standpoint as an actor, you have how to, are you, you evolving? Have, well, you have to, you have to commit right now. Yeah. And that I don't, I'm not going to leave this house and talk about acting. We're isolating it to right now. I live, I believe, I live an artistic life. I think that everything I am, I am drawn to has an expression of me. Yeah. I, I can't just go buy some sunglasses. I, they've got to give me something. And it doesn't matter how much they are. They've got to give me something. Everything I wear has got to give me something. It has to, it has to do, when I go to the gym, I'm wearing, I'm wearing things that will support me. Yeah. So when you start, I don't even, you don't even realize it. When you start, and, and, and my house, you know, could look cluttered to people, but it all feeds me something. Right. And it makes who I am. And I live in this. You know, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. It does not matter what I did yesterday. It doesn't. It matters what I'm going to do tomorrow. What am I, what am I, I you know, one of my students drives me to class. And I'm frenetic. I'm, I'm, I'm really am because I don't know what I'm going to see. And part of me says, what if I don't know what to say? I, I know in my head that's not going to happen. But I, I like that little fear because it keeps me on edge. You know, I don't know. I don't, I, I watch, I don't know how many times I've watched. Well, that's, that's the gifts and the magic. Well, yeah, but, but you, you got you, you to keep, keep the magic alive. Yeah. You got to keep the magic alive. Yeah. I can't sit on, you know, I've taught for how many years and Stella picked me. It's like you can't sit on that. You've got to read, you got to, got to, got to rev it up. You got to keep moving it around yeah. because it'll all sink to the bottom and get stuck. Yeah. You got to, you know, you'll get stuck with it. On yeah. The bottom. You, when you, when you, when you make cookies and you put all the flour, they say put the wet and put the, and then in, in, in grade at, at, a, at a rate that it doesn't become a lump. So how you take on the world, if you're taking it on too much, too fast, you know, it, it's what's exciting for me is to watch an actor, as I did uh, on Wednesday, who stuck. And I could show him in three minutes how to unstick himself. Now, he's not going to be able to do that for maybe a month, but at least he knows how it feels. Right. You can't memorize what we did. You've got to redo it. You've got to reinvent it. You've got to, re- you've got to revisit it. But you can't, you can't ground it. You can't get it stuck. I want to do it like this. Right. that kills it. Yeah, that kills the love. All you got to do, how did, wait a minute, how did I get here? How did I, how did I, what was the avenues I took? You know, when, when I, when I'm taken to class by Ryan, I, what, what way are we going to go? Now, his little thing tells us the fastest route because right. we want to get there fast. Right. If we were going to go on a tour to see, it would go slower. It, you know, people just concentrate too much on what they have. What's your thought? I know we, we had a discussion and 
just like we were talking about looking in the, in the mirror, there's the other side of that too. There's the fact that you see gifts and a lot of people that come to your class, everybody has inner gifts. Yes. And sometimes they can't see themselves. And sometimes we don't even take, like if you told me to do something, I might not be able to take the medicine that you give me, but you talk to somebody else that I can relate to. That and just have, you know, I watch and the kids are nodding their heads because they know what the actor was going through. Right. I've had actors who work and I beg them not to work. Because I was afraid that that work, that job was going to seal them up. And it did. And it would drive you crazy. Because you know you did something, but you don't know how to go there. What you don't understand is it wasn't yours. Yeah. It was lightning. That's why Tennessee wind skipped the light fantastic. That opening monologue of, of Glass Menagerie, it does not make sense. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to pass through you. Everything doesn't have to make sense. Being an actor doesn't make sense. Yeah. Being an acting teacher does not make sense. I think sometimes when we observe somebody on stage that's not us, we learn even more. And a lot of people don't realize the power of actually being, it's it's like a mastermind. I mean, there's books out there like Thinking Grow Rich where there's other people, but within acting, there's this energy that maybe there's 20 people in class and you're learning something every time somebody goes up because it's not you. The thing that, the thing that, the thing that irritates me yeah. is when actors don't show up to class because they don't have anything to work on. That's ignorant. Yeah. What they're saying is all those people that are in my class have nothing, nothing to teach me. And I, you can't make up a class. I can't take that moment in time the way things were that boy who was dying to go to work, he had to leave early. I couldn't give him that time. I couldn't give him the scene that he worked on after that. Everything was crunched and everything he was able to do the best he could. Now, had he got at the end of the night, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. It's all about time and lightning and yeah. that snap. And in that snap, you get it or you don't. But you can't wait for the snap. Stella taught us and taught me how to invent the snap. So it's real every time. So you revisit it instead of doing it just the same. You revisit it. When you, when you, when you um, work on your sonnet, I'm going to say, okay, now say it, do, now do it this way. Because you can turn it. Stella said there's a plate in front of you, and you can eat it. But you can turn the plate to see it from different places. And you don't cut the hole in the middle of the steak. No, you approach it. You approach it. Your breathing says eat the piece first. And then the, the then, you know whatever you want to do, but you don't eat the whole steak and then eat what's left of the and the potatoes left. There's an approach. Now every character, like if you were a child, you would mix the the the, the peas with the mashed potatoes. And if you were an adult doing that, we go, what the hell is he doing? You understand? Yeah. When you eat with your mouth open, we go, where were you from? Oh, I love that that movie, uh, Greystone, with with uh, Tarzan. He was amazing. The guy who played Tarzan and he went back to her and he, and it was, he was amazing. He, they wanted him to fit in and he couldn't. Yeah. And he, and he ran around like an ape. He was amazing. Was that the name of the movie? I think it was Greatest Show. Greatest Show? Yeah. It's, it's about Tarzan. That man who played the, the Tarzan, he was amazing. Just amazing. And how she related to him. It's like, oh my God. There is an animal instinct that was she was attracted to that was get off these courses, get out these, I'm done with the silver. I'm done with eating stuff the right way. Right. And the father went, yes, it is fun. 
you know, and he took the tray and went down the stairs in the tray. It's so funny, you know, because the other night um, you were, they were doing a scene from Streetcar? Uh, uh, yeah, Streetcar named Desire. Yeah. You know what came on when I came home? Right, right, I was trying to go to bed. I, because it's similar. And their streetcar, what is it? I can't, I gotta, I gotta turn it off. But I have it. I can watch it. But if it's there, if it's there, magic. I was at the, the professor, one of hundreds of and I'm sitting there in his den, and he, he said, he just turned on the, turned off, and the music came out of streetcar. And he turned and looked at me, do you want to know who, you want to see who knows more lines? I said, I'm out, you win. I, I don't know, you know? He knows, he knows so much. Like, even within that scene, like, as you were talking about how to eat and how to do this, and you were talking about how that animal instinct, you know, creates that chemistry but yeah this it's is, like somebody's in where they are but they know they can get somewhere else it's almost like acting it's like yeah. you're safe but you know if you jump out on a limb that you could and get it's exciting right you know it's going to break but you've never been broken before right you know you've never it, stella is completely confused she doesn't this is wrong everything that she's been brought up to do but when she says i don't have to follow blanche i don't have to be the second girl Stanley makes her feel like she's number one. And damn, that's good in most people's book. Yeah. It's rough, and he breaks things, and you've got to take it. If you love someone that deeply, and he is that primeval, and so much of his ego is there. One of the things I studied with about, one, one teacher told me this, that the only reason Stanley wants a child because he wants somebody in the house to compete with and he wants a boy that boy's gonna you know and he's gonna beat him for a long time but one day that boy's gonna and he's waiting for that day he's competitive he's always brawling he's always like come on you know it's like well, he's always fighting right what's he fighting he calls causes brawls where there's no there's no conflict what the hell goes on yeah it, when you talked about the sun the thing that Thing that Shakespeare gives you, some writers give it. I think I think Tennessee Williams does. That's why I love him so much. There's a poetry to him, but there's also a poetry to Eugene O'Neill. There's also poetry to Arthur Miller. You just have to learn them. You know when I when they one of the it's so funny because when I was thinking of this the other day, uh, I was not I was at odds with the people who ran the Stella Adler Conservative when I left. They thought I deserved it, and so I left. And um, what her nurse loved me, and she knew the relationship. Stella, I had this relationship with Stella that was private. Nobody, I was always like running in. I never went to the parties because I wasn't the handsome, beautiful assistant who would mind himself and not speak out. I would always speak out. So I went the last time I, the woman comes, uh, they're all gone. Come see Stella. And I said, um, okay. Um, Oh, come. So I said, she's, where's she? She's by the pool. So I said, oh, Stella. Oh, Danny, hello. How are you? I said, I'm fine. Are you teaching tonight? And I said, yeah. Uh, where are you? Have, have you taught the French embassy yet? Don't forget the, the, the Italian garden comes after the French embassy. And I said, okay. And I hugged her and kissed her. She said, don't, don't be late for class. It was the middle of the afternoon. And uh, she didn't know. No, the last time I came. That's amazing. Yeah. But she taught me 
the meaning of work. She taught me the investment and the weight of work. But she also taught me how to use the circumstance of the time and place. Professor Kenneth Calder is this wonderful expert who I, I filmed a, a documentary of that I'm trying to get edited. He really taught me, I, I didn't know. I mean, I went back to for like the 900th visit. I said, Arthur, do you remember that I taught you about upper class and lower class within the lower class? I said, what? In the Delta, when you're lower class, there's a class system there. I said, and you tell me this now? And so much, you know, every time I go see him, I learn something. Years, I've been with this man over 20 years. And I'm always excited to see him. And I can't say that about many people. Yeah. I sit there and I, I don't, I don't, he drinks more than me, but we have a drink. I have one and um, I'll fill his up. And he teaches me something. I want, I want to be around people who inspire me. And I don't consider myself at my level. I don't consider levels. I, the guy that, that cleans the floor, I get something from him. Yeah. I, don't think of my, I don't think of myself as better. I may, I may sound like I think I'm better, but I don't feel that. Yeah. I, find the, I find the magic and the nuance in everyone. The little boy next door, he said, I haven't seen you. I said, well, I've been away. Where, where did you go? He wanted to know all that. No one ever says that. Yeah. They say, oh, oh, I said, where have you? No, they don't ask where I've been. They just shut up. But I matter to him. Where, where were you? And I said, well, I was away for a bit. When I talk to you about the guys that clean, yeah. and the lady who, who I, I miss and going to clean my house, I don't think of them. And this is probably why I come, I believe I come from a working class. A very hard working class, yeah. family background. I, you know, my mom would tell me before every time I went to school, she said, "Don't be something you're not." I'm like, well, what? I didn't know what that meant. But she was trying to tell me because I think that we were, I think we were better off than the people in our neighborhood. I guess right. it looked like. I remember I got this great gift for Christmas. It was the thing that an animal that ate the thing, the plastic thing, and I was showing off in front of the kid, and they were just in awe. And my dad gave it to the kid. I, it's my Christmas, don't, you don't know how you don't know how to you don't know how to use it. I said I gave it away because I was using it ugly. Yeah. I was showing off what I had and I lost it. I never forgot that it was a green thing and it ate plastic things and you ran it. It was an eat or something. I cried and my mother, what happened? I was using it badly. What do you mean? And he told her that, that that's a get. I hated when they were in cahoots. I could separate them. And I could, you know, if I went to my dad or my grandmother, I could. I got a car. They bought me a car because I was going to work in San Bernardino. Yeah. And so my dad goes to the security bank. This is your little book. Pay $25 a month, you see? And you're going to pay this up. So then you'll get the thinker. So I'm going to grandma, I got a car. Oh, I said, look, I got a, I got a little payment book. A what? I'm a payment book. Let's go. She paid off the car. 
Dad, look, I got a pink slip. What? How did you get that? The grandma paid off the car. Oh. Eeny, I was trying to show him. No, no, no. He's not going to have debt. Yeah. Oh, that's spoiled. And I think that attention and that I was very spoiled, I think it kind of paid off. Because I learned how to, I learned how to play actors and actors and characters, everything from a what and I'm not, I don't. Arthur Mendoza has been in this industry for most of his life. His wisdom and experience allow him to train more than just actors, he trains artists. Arthur Mendoza teaches class every Wednesday at Santa Monica Playhouse from 7 to 10 p.m. and coaches privately. Visit ActorCircleTheater.com for more information.